1: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today.
2: The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is... You in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get reward points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Christopher Schindler has a chance to write his name in Huddersfield Town legend.
3: Welcome to the Undertakes That Chance podcast. Town having not run away at Fulham since 1993. Went to Craven Cottage and didn't get off to the best of starts. Three down inside the first half an hour left us with a bit of a mountain to climb. But spirited fight back included another goal for Steve Mounier. And his release, with throw down the right, road, Smith Rose Cross, Mounier scores! Town are to back in this match! They saw the Terriers reclaim some pride but should maybe have reclaimed a point. Coming up this week we'll talk about the Fulham game hook in the transfer window and look ahead to a double home header. Uh, with me to do so, I have a pair of podcast Montanas in Richard Cosmala and Simon Copland. Let's hit the highlights.
2: Is
1: this the moment for Lee Fowler
0: It is. Take your place in Division 2, Huddersfield Town. huddersfield got the
1: chance with Clark to knock it through. This could be a chance to equalise! And they have equalised, and you know who scored it, don't you? It's Jordan Rhodes. He's missed. Steve Simonson clears the flame of the goal and collapses
2: in a heap of tears.
1: Pate's got a chance, and he scores! Jack! The goal, Aron Moy, an absolute
2: thunderbolt, delivered all the way from Australia! Oh, where's it going to come? from, it's
3: in there! Kachunga leads it, Smith scores for Nusfield Town! 3-2 Town! For oh, 3 Town it stands, sherry! Danny Ward shades. Danny Ward saves! And on onside, here's Mounier! 2-0 Huddersfield Town on the opening day of the Premier League!
2: The Quattro's in, Bram de Gea. 2-0 Huddersfield Town!
0: to turn it into the yes. and Clombenz scored.
2: Yeah. Thomas has scored one of the yeah. most important goals of Huddersfield Town's history! The Patrick's forward. The
1: has got the better I love the
3: Good evening, chaps. How are you doing?
2: Evening, Matthew. Very well, thank you. Good.
3: Paul, thank you. Good. So before we get into this, uh, I will say that this podcast is uh, very uh, pleased to say that we are sponsored by Magic Rock Brewing. Uh, Magic Rock uh, being uh, within, uh, I think, one of the best Craftdale... uh, pubs or microbreweries in in the north of england i'd say excellent so we're really proud to be sponsored by them simon's uh licking his lips at you out here at this. and you've sampled a few Mafia. <laughs> yeah i'll be sampling more midweek games when i don't take the little one i'll be sampling a bit more i think against cardiff uh, but yes so we this podcast is sponsored by magic rock brewing uh if you fancy ever fancy a trip to magic rock there's uh, two tap rooms one in uh Birkby and then the other one in home firth both uh serving some some great stuff so thanks again to magic rock so, Fulham 3, Huddersfield Town 2 was the score. Uh, another poor start from us. Uh, I get a bit bored, a bit of a broken record of saying this constantly. Uh, similar to Preston North End, similar to Bristol City, whereby it feels like if someone comes at us in those first 15, 20 minutes, then we're there for the taking. Uh, town. Con- I, I did a little bit of looking up. Um, quite surprised, actually. We weren't as bad as what I thought we were, sort of first 15. But we've conceded inside the first 15 slash 20 minutes uh, in seven of the last 15 games, uh, won one of them, which was against Blackburn. So for me, what our Achilles heel is, is 100% the first 15 minutes of the majority of games, even the ones where we've started poorly and not conceded, you know, you know, there's, there's been quite a few as well, where the games haven't really, haven't really started very well, but is this something you guys have noticed? Or do you think we were okay for the first little bit? We just got sucker punched because first five shots at goal were, (laughs) we're <laughs> all went in, didn't they? So. We started, Well,
0: first ten minutes, but we were up against quality, quality players, and you can't give them, you know, what we did. Space time to, you know, do their thing and that as well. But but it's hard to blame anyone, especially Bakuna, because he's not a full back. So unfortunately, it killed us really having uh, a man out of position. So we've done it before. We put him in, and it's in the Premier League, uh, a lot of times he was there filling in at right back and one of the positives. But Saturday defensively not, but it makes me laugh because Super Bowl last night, Bakura would be one of those guys when the offensive unit, do they call it in the uh, NFL, you bring him on (laughs) when you've not got the ball and you need the defensive unit on, you wouldn't have him on. But yeah, I find it hard to knock a guy who's pretty much not a full back and, wow, full and proper exploited him in the the first half hour.
3: It's a strange one though, Simon, isn't it? Because he's... Probably not an out, his, his one-on-one defender is not great. Uh, he's not good when it's in midfield, but th- he's then at the front of creating the two goals that we've scored as well, him and Emil Smith-Rowe. So he's drifted into positions. He probably wouldn't get that sort of time and space if he played central midfield. So there's there's evidence there of it working and not working in both extremes, I think, in, in that role that he does.
2: Yeah, I think you're definitely right. I think you've kind of seen the best and worst of degenio Bakuna in, in, in the 90 minutes on Saturday, really. Um, and, and before that, actually, kind of I think he played right back a little bit against Preston and kind of scored our late goal there. Um, yeah, it's interesting conundrum, really. I think kind of right now, obviously, Danny Simpson's first choice right back, a very different type of right back. You're not going to get the kind of drive forward that uh, from him that Janino Bakuna brings, but you presumably will get much better one-on-one defending. And I think for me, Simpson will slot back in there as soon as he's fit. Um, but the question as to what he do with Bakuna in the long term still remains. And I've got to admit that I'm not too sure.
3: I don't think anyone is. Uh, Danny Cowley was in the um, examiner saying that he's offensively. Bakuna's potentially a top, top player, Premier League, good Premier top, League Top, 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 top. How top, many tops were there? They were, they top, were top, top, top. Harry Redknapp style, wasn't it? Top, yeah. top, top player. But yeah, he's... Um, he's I'm not he's sure he has me, personally. Um, he's, got, he's, he's, there's, got, there's, he's got a lot to him. I just think it's a wiring in his, in his head.
2: But, but I just kind of sometimes, rightly or wrongly, it gives the impression that he's not bothered or it sometimes um, gives the impression that... Um, He's prepared to let the game pass him by. I think Pacuna kind of similar traits to Phil Billing, where kind of you watch him on one week and you think he's a world-beater and you watch him the next and you think he's a completely different player. And, and ultimately, if you look at kind of the majority of players in the Premier League and certainly the top of the Premier League, they've got consistency. And, and that's something Bakuna right now at this moment time doesn't have. Yes, he's young and yes, he'll develop that in, in time, you would like to think. But a footballer's career short and why is he now? Is he 22? Is he something like that? Arguably, he's got the next four seasons in which to do that, and if not, he's then kind
0: of suddenly going to be be looking um, not a top, top, top player. I disagree, I si, massively as well. I think Cunha's not on that pitch Saturday. We don't come back to three-two, and you could argue obviously that score. But this season, take his contribution out. I think we're down there with Barnsley. I think he's been massive uh, with us going forward. And finally, we've got someone else, Smith Rowe, will probably come up later on who's, who's joining in the offensive unit, but. He can do stuff on a pitch that a lot of our players can't. He's gifted. I, I'm willing to kind of put up with some of the stuff because he really is, you know, a game changer for us as well. Honestly, so take take his contributions out of it, and 22 is no age really. I mean, he's improved massively from last season, and I, I think we'll be it'll be one of those who'll probably leave Huddersfield, and he'll end up, you know, top flight in in a league in Europe, and we'll be thinking, wow, do you remember that Makuna? I, I really think he is. Great player, yeah. His attitude, etc. But honestly, that the contribution for the goal on Saturday when he came forward and he, like his, his first instinct was like to glide past guys and he's just rolling it with his foot. Brilliant, yeah. absolutely brilliant. Where anyone else would have gone back, hog, back, Chalaba, back, uh Smith Rowe won. But I love what he does. I i really changed my opinion because I were like you getting frustrated with what he does. But for me, Janini Bakuna, if he's on the transfer market, I think you get some big hitters coming in for him personally. But He'll divide opinion. I bet there's people shouting at the podcast now thinking. He's a
3: frustrating he's a frustrating like player though, isn't he? He's, cause he can do those things. I, I take points of what you both say. I, I like him a lot because I like flair players, I like technicians, I like I like them a lot. Um Aaron Moy was rubbish when he was twenty two. You know, Ginny is a better player. I'm not saying he's gonna be like Aramoy was, but I think there's a lot there to develop and it's just about getting the, the right things out of him and the
0: right things. I've had a lot out of him this year, I though. I how much have we had out of him? I and mean, for could, consistency levels, you, you know, for I mean, 90 minutes. Yeah, but
2: a of lot, lot of the highlights in the, the season, I completely agree, because you have come through Bakuni, kind of think back to, to Blackburn, Hull at home, a lot of, kind of the real positive moments of he's been kind of the cornerstone of that. And, and I do think when he comes to move on from Huddersfield Town, contract situation dependent, we will make a profit on him. I do see him going for more than two million. But I just think if you're Liverpool, Man United, Man City, Chelsea this guy's not on your radar. He's, he's a level below what kind of sort of calibre player you're trying to attract Let's be club. honest, when have we ever had a player on the, on that? Yeah, and if,
0: if he had the consistency, so. he wouldn't be with us now. I agree with you. You talk si, about a top, top
2: player, and for me, the top, top player should be attracting interest to those clubs, and I think he's not quite at that level.
0: I think last two seasons, in that, Ilf- that shocking Premier League season and this season, I, I think you've got to take a positive. He's come on leaps and bounds. Real positive player. And I think you would be getting people who probably with you know, sat in opposition dugouts thinking, this guy... I'm, he's there kind of gets attention mm. but he's got something about him and I, I I think they'd be interested for him if
2: he I was agree. available I, mean, I think if you're, if you're Mark Warburton kind of looking ahead to this weekend's game you're not particularly worried about Hogg you're not particularly worried about Shalabar and kind of what they're potentially going to do in the midfield um, arguably you're not too worried about Kachunga either but you're probably looking at Bakuna and thinking what do we need to do to kind of stop his, stop his forward runs if he plays in that right back position so I, I do agree with you to an extent. It's just about where and where and how you get the best out of him. But there is there's a lot to get out of
3: him. I think that's the main point. But anyway, we, enough about. Bakuno. how good was Emil Smith Rowe?
0: He looks a player. First half hour, like everyone else, we didn't notice him. And after that, wow. Fantastic. And it took a shocking foul, to be honest with you. At the end, uh, I think I said to Ari I apologise to Ari if you saw our WhatsApp because it wasn't him. No, but, I don't apologize, it's still a shit house. Yeah. But it were fantastic and I just remember reading the uh, the blog from the Arsenal guy who was wat- watching a lot of the games in the academy in the, uh, the 20s or 21s or whatever, and said, this guy is the real deal. And he was fantastic. Honestly, they couldn't handle him. What I love about him, his first instinct is to go forward and to get into them areas what defenders hate. And they just didn't have a clue in that as well. He got lucky with the first goal. It was a bad touch, to be honest with you. Bad first touch, but he just managed to get there before the keeper wasn't the bravest, although he did make some good saves. Grant especially I think he had a an issue with Grant he just would not let him score but <laughs> he looks a player I'd said this last week didn't I that like, I'm excited what he can do further on this season but this was his game I don't know if it was London air or whatever but he were uh, he was superb and wow we've got a player on his hands here.
2: Are there any, um, any injury concerns around him Obviously, I know he went off kind of to replace by Ricky or Pike. I didn't really see it mentioned so hopefully he'll be we we could do with him back next week. So yeah. we, we've not really been
3: able to play that system. It's walk before.
0: off our right to be fair.
3: Yeah, we've not really been able to play a four-two-three-one against a team sort of middle in bottom end. We've we've always had to sort of play a four-three-three. We've not really played that system, which the the cowleys want to attack. So it'd be a shame to lose him for two games coming
0: up. But I mean, the the, the bit of player where he kind of scuttled around the full back. It looked like we'd like played out. Scuttled around the full back, pulled it back for Grantley that a fantastic save off the mm-hmm. keeper's knees but it was skill that were just like wow this is like proper sharp quality it? it's really Though sharp it really, really, really does sharp. look good but what i like about it is, is he seems to have just got a license just just get into them danger zones and just <laughs> just go forward because too many of our players it's kind of back. i've not been as excited for a you Know, kind of midfielder for some time at town, and uh, long we've been crying out for like this for my midfield for bits of Casey so Palmer, there
3: isn't there? Do you know how he would take the ball and spin, you know, and I and, and think it's and push forward. from what I've
0: seen, but obviously, it's early days, isn't it? It's only a kind of an hour at Fulham and 45, I would say at all, but yeah, looking for a good performance. We've got a lot of home games, haven't we, in Feb, and hopefully, can bring that to the uh, John Smiths and we can see what it's about, but it's yeah. You don't get him right going on about him like he you knows a player when he sees one. So, I'm yeah, a, get yourself down Saturday; it'll be great to watch.
3: So Rodak, the goalkeeper, got in the team of the week. Uh, Fulham, uh, not not just the Championship team of the week, the entire football league. So that's <laughs> so that's one thing. So it shows that we were peppering peppering the goal. Uh, I I watched it. I thought we deserved a point, but you
0: don't always get what you deserve. Could have won, I thought. No, I thought we deserved to win. We were brilliant. What a five or six chances to Knapp? The one from Campbell at end. It were unbelievable. You're like. As soon as he hit, I thought it's in. but And I, and I thought he'd, I actually, I thought he'd just sailed past the post, but I watched it at A and back, and it was unbelievable defending. Proper class defending, and uh, yeah, I mean, Grant, a couple of them saves were straight at him. The free kick was straight the at him. And and the volley was a The volley was a cracker. I mean, he yeah. hit it hard, but, you know, I think Matt Glennon said, kind of, a crowd of players, I'm not so sure. It, it was a, a good save. height for him, but so, it was yeah. a good save. But the other one low down, that Grant, that was a cracking uh, effort and that as well that I think that's one that Smith Rose set up that wasn't It was born, at Rotherham a
3: few years ago was Rodak he's, yeah, yeah it was at yeah. Rotherham he's he's come on really well and he's he's pushed out that Betinelli. Uh, I think he's Betinelli, isn't it? who's yeah,
2: the, it was like, the England set up for one time wasn't it? yeah so he's
3: he's, he's a good goalkeeper he's he's Mark Rodak he's, he's uh he's one to watch I think in the next few years but um what what I was quite and I, what I really liked was Danny Cowley saying that he's not into valiant defeats you know tweeted after the game I really like that you know because you, you do need to win games, but I think there are positives to take out of it, especially when you go back to sort of Barnsley, Stoke, those defeats where it was a bit miserable, you know, they were, they were miserable defeats and the, a couple more of those, and I think we'd be sat here going, oh God, look at the." We, we're probably going to say the trapdoor's quite close anyway, but I think we'd be kind of a bit more, I a bit there, more worried.
2: frustration though, isn't it, Matthew, that mm. we've arguably turned up, albeit for 60 minutes and not 90 at the weekend, but we've turned up and we've played some really good football against some good opposition. And arguably... Had we delivered 75% of that performance against Barnsley, against Stoke. We'd have probably come out on the right side and kind of got some points on the board. And I think that's why I'm positive, though, because... It is po- positive, I yes, but and we had the conversation, obviously, before we, we started this podcast today to say, the danger is here, there's not like that long left in the season. If you're having these performances in August, September, October, you can kind of take it, take all the positives with it. We're mm. not too far from the end of the season now and we need some points on the board.
0: I think the difference, though, is... Two strikers, simple as that. Steve Mooney, an absolute sitter. Should have been 3-3. He had an unbelievable miss. And you got Mitrovic, just different class. I mean, I know one's 27 million and one's 11 or whatever and that as well. But Mitrovic, that was my fear coming in. And he absolutely bullied us. He bullied us. He took two or three times for, like, people to get round him and drag the ball. He's, I mean, most teams in the championship would say, oh, I'd love someone like him. But of that quality, we hard attack would be so much better because you've just got kind of hold-up player. You've got fearing defenders. He's the best striker in this league, isn't he? I think so. Easily, Although, Easily for me. Yeah. Other people would say, you know, the guy at Brentford who uh, had a good day three watched before at all. Watkins. Watkins. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't look at him yeah. as like
3: an out-and-out striker, yeah. though. He's sort of more of a one for you three behind, yeah. isn't he? Well, Let's be honest, if you're in the,
0: cap, like you said, Matt, i would love either, yeah, absolutely. I'd take either right now. It was a late addition to the team sheet, but if you are in a town defence, got the team sheet, you think, oh, no, Mitrovic is playing. You would think that, wouldn't you? Of course yeah. Because you think you're going to be in front of us. even if he's having a bad game. I mean, he did us again in the, at the game at the John Smiths, obviously, Jan's last game, and on Saturday, he was, you know, fantastic Massive differences. Go with Binlin and all these, I think it's a bit better than you're giving credit for and that as well. But I thought it was an own goal. Yeah. I'm glad to see the back of him this year. But yeah, six <laughs> yeah. points for Fulham non-Frodo Shield and most of it down with that man.
3: Honestly, when when when, when I saw the teams announced and it said Mitrovic, I was like, why is he fit? Why does he have to be fit now? That was my yeah. initial thing. I was just like, oh God. Yeah. But but he is, he is a class act. And you you know you oh, thankfully you don't come across many like that at this level. And, and to be honest, if they go up this year, you probably won't see another one like him again for a few years as well, hopefully. So
0: i tell you one guy, he made look bad, Matt, and we were funny on the train away back, says, guys, I'm going to say something, and you might not like what I'm going to say, a big carriage full of town fans, but Shinla were terrible on Saturday. And if we had someone maybe to come in, drop, probably is drop rest, but we're awful Saturday. Bullied, it's passing, was shocking second half mm-hmm. by so many people. And I don't know, I just, to me, he's... He got his form back earlier on, but
2: I'm not. So we do have someone who could come
0: in, Stankovic. John Stankovic. I don't think he's much different, though. To be honest, we like for like, isn't he? I think Schindler's better yeah. than Stankovic. I mean, Steeman had a poor game as well, but Schindler were very noticeable. I mean, first to the, I mean, he's playing against a top defender, isn't he? But I don't know. I just disappointed his, his distributions especially
3: it's not i think enough. it's a
0: bit of a rare i'd say it's a
3: bit of a rare especially distribution wise his distribution is usually brilliant you know from for a center back in the championship it's usually him and stankovic are two probably two of the best in the league at distributing out from the back i think that it's a real strong point uh I, he didn't have a good game but i thought he played all right against brentford the week before and and previously he's done all right i'd I'm I'm quite happy with Schindler and Steem, and I'd, I'd throw them in next. You know, the next two home it games.
0: Is. I think your problem is your striker again. Going back to uh, Mitrovic is we've not got anyone. who would you say is our most kind of physical, defender, old school kind of guy who can give it back as much as anything? I is don't it, think. I say Elphick probably, but I don't yeah. know if he's got the balance it's anymore. The There's no one really. But we're, we're nice.
3: Oh, the but, Elphick's yeah. a nice defender, but I think yeah. he can give it if he has to. But I'd I'd always pick Steem and Schindler and Stankovic over him.
0: Yeah, Grant was Grand strange because he just like had a bit like everyone there was no one getting in the game first half hour and then all of a sudden just burst into life second half and it was it was Grant the uh, what was the keeper's name again? Rodak yeah. Grant V Rodak were like a personal battle then for just honestly it was incredible. Just couldn't score and uh, fresh off the back of the bid, fifteen million. I think it was Brom from what I've been uh, made aware. So but oh, it's uh, massive that was great business just to keep him. Obviously we we'll come out with the chance chances yeah. soon but he was great on Saturday second half. Grant and showed every reason, showed every you know kind of reason why everyone's uh, raving about him, even let's, though he didn't score.
3: Let's wrap it up then. So Fulham disappointed, but I'm trying to think of the right word. Really disappointed to lose the game, but not in the same regards as we have been Barnsley. There's a little bit to be buoyed about in that if we turn out those kind of performances five or six times against regular opposition, then there's every chance we can win more games than than not so that that was the point I look at it from I know we've got to do it against those teams and we've not been very good at teams that have sat back you know we're better at teams that attack us because we're good at exploiting space people like Bakuna are good at picking out spaces and if if people sit back against us we've tended to struggle a bit but I'm, I look at it and think Emil Smith-Rowe is one of those players who can unlock tight you know tight spaces tight defenses so I'm quite looking forward to yeah, seeing how that optimistic.
2: Um, yeah optimistic looking ahead to kind of weekend we start that game how we finished the last one I think we should come out on the right side of the result the fear as ever is that we start slowly and we know we, we are a team that starts slowly historically. Um, we need to find a way of drumming out of the players and kind of being on it from, from the first whistle. So four points. So I like to break games down into chunks. I
3: think we looked at sort of Brentford, Hull and Fulham and we thought, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we thought Brentford team going for top two, Fulham team going for top two, Hull were he going for the playoffs at the time, you know,
2: they've had a slump but they were going, they were well stay up. Yeah, I they were we probably making. got a few too many points on the board, but
0: the yeah, other thing I'd say, Matt, I'm not being wise, I think cause anyone who were in the, uh, pool at West Brompton can back me up, but we were watching all getting absolutely second part by Brentford. And kind of saying, if this was a horse, you know, we've just come off the back of it as form has been, we softened them up. Yeah. As form has <laughs> not been franked. It's, it, we looked like we're beating a very poor side that are out of sorts. And, so it kind of proved really on on Saturday, but they've lost two players. That, haven't they? Kind those two, those key two wingers
3: are decent, and I th- I genuinely thought they were the. I think they've got one centre back who was half decent. who's was out injured at the minute. Uh, De- Device, I think it's called Jory Device, or something. I think his name. is uh, But Bowen and Grzycki, I thought two best, two of the best wingers in this league. Really quality players. And that's what
0: you're saying, though, Matt. It depends how you want to look at it. I mean, we're now three off the bottom three, and we were four before these two games. But then there's two games out of the way with and four points from nine against
3: against two of them away against uh, two teams going for top two and one that was going for the playoffs and probably probably that shot to bits now, but it's not a bad return if you break it down into that it's small thing.
0: Tim, but with the bottom of the form table at home, it's going to be almost where we'll live or die and let's be honest, we've not seen much in the way of, apart from that whole city game, which and maybe Blackburn a little bit second half, I've not seen much to... We've only scored, that whole game yeah. the only time we've only scored Our forms months. are worse than the division. This is where it's going to be. How are we going to be able to deliver... I like saying We've got Wigan at home and Luton at home, and got to be you know on. some of the others that we've got sure. it. And and if we go say, a goal behind against Luton or whatever, and you know the crowd get the crowd, it's going to be a test. Saturday is a big one for me because I just think we win that, and it kind of just opens up a I don't know, but positive rainbow on over the stage. <laughs> but do you know Pots what the I mean. I the think people are going to go there and start thinking this is. We should win this game, and we need four points, yeah, I think, from the next two. Just don't want as positive as we have been the last two games, really. Although it took us three goals to do it on uh, on Saturday, but that's what we want to see. We want to see Smith Rowe getting forward, we want to see Bakuna getting forward, we want to have a go at these teams. We don't just want to cagey kind of performances. So, but yeah, that's, do you want
3: to do, do, per- do, do the build up now, QPR Cardiff? Might as well, we're talking about we might as well throw it in, haven't we? So, we've got the two home mm-hmm. games coming up, haven't we? QPR kind of, I've put my little notes here. Put four points minimum as a good, good barometer. Would you? I think it, typical town would be to lose uh, to draw against QPR and everybody be a little bit downbeat and then beat Cardiff. You know, the other it's usually the other way around. You would kind of expect it, but a chance, like I say, a good chance to play four two three one against um, two sides in the middle. Uh, who do you sacrifice? If Hogg's fit, do you sacrifice somebody or do you leave Hogg out? Because Chalaba played quite well against Hull, but Hogg. You you visibly saw us miss him in the first half hour, I think, against Fulham and definitely against Preston when we went away at Preston when we got sort of battered in the first sort of 15, 20 minutes. He he did play against Bristol where we got the same sort of treatment. But
2: does Hogg come back in if fit for you or do you kind of leave us as is? Yeah, similar conversations we had last week actually. So I think kind of I asked Cosy the same question thinking ahead to Fulham. Yeah, does it change Um, though based on how
3: we did against Fulham?
2: Uh, I think my answer is still the same. I'm not sure if I kind of shared it on the podcast last week or not, but Hog starts for me, irrespective of of the improvement we've seen in Shalabar. Um, so yeah, I'd probably go over midfield two of O'Brien and Hogg, um, as harsh as that may be. I think Cosy might have a different view, or certainly had a different view the other week. But uh, I think we need some leaders, particularly at home. And like you said, kind of those kind of first 15 minutes are key. Um, and I think kind of having some some experience in there will help.
0: Talks him up, does Carly Dunne, he's a big fan of Hog, but I personally would leave him on the bench. Yeah. I think on Saturday we come up against Jordan Hugel, obviously similar, big mm. type of striker, obviously not as good as which in my opinion. The, but um, the the number 10's their
3: best player. Their, what's he called? It's uh, Eze, isn't it? Eberici Eze. He's
2: a very good player. Very, very good player. Good time to play him though, arguably. I mean, kind of so, had but, Naki Wells obviously scoring lots of goals. From. He's moved on now, so they've got a bit of a hole to fill there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, as a cracking player do you see hugel and i take cosy's point hugel you want you want as many
3: big players set pieces you want as many big players around him to kind of defend don't you chalib as a big player probably not a strong player aerially in the box you know in hog hog's quite strong but obviously doesn't have the stature if you like it's it's a strange one i, I like ryan manning i think he's a really good player plays left back left wing back for them i think he's a decent player um QPR could cause us a lot of problems if they put balls into Hugo. I think you're right to flag that one up, Cosi. Uh, Eze, definitely their sort of star man, I think, uh, this year, linked with Premier League moves galore. I'm
0: um, one away since October, Matt. Oh, don't say from. that. Don't say that. The waveform is <laughs> absolutely shocking and just kind of looking at it here. But... Well, keeps so they're going
3: there. to beat us then. This is where this is going. isn't Who's oh, is, setting win. us up here? I think, yeah, the one of the
0: first two away games that. Millwall and Sheffield Wednesday, and after that, yeah, it's winnable, isn't it? But it's—I'd uh, just like to get us, you know, some just a don't good start. Starts, slow, yeah. don't go one down. This is that—that's the thing for me. Just I'd take don't. three points to be honest. the next two, I thought you were going to say I'd take three points. The weekend. <laughs> so, would <laughs> I, so would I, so would I. Minimum, yeah, three points.
3: Yeah, yeah. Take that. Uh Yeah, so three, three won't be too bad. Four, I think, would be par. I think we'll say three minimum, four par, six would be amazing. If we get six points, then we're all you know swinging, swinging down Leeds Road, aren't we? And uh, happy, you know, shirts off, down we go. Happy days, staying up. So you know, uh, any score predictions? I've, I've I've just got this feeling that we'll draw with QPR when we're expected to win, and then beat Cardiff. I've just got that strange feeling. You know, I, I think we'll we'll play well against QPR. Have a frustrating draw. Play rubbish against Cardiff and win. I've just got that strange feeling.
2: Watch Good as question. As, I, I think now. I think we'll beat I, I think we'll beat QPR, and I'm inclined to say I think we might beat Cardiff as well, which is very Positive. optimistic. The reason why I say I think we might beat Cardiff, so they they as you say have got two away games on on the spin, um, so they kind of go to Luton Travelling. go to Luton before then they come to us. Two away games, kind of Saturday to Wednesday. It's not ideal, is it? So I kind of feel like there might be an opportunity there against against them, but um, but yeah, kind of maybe I'm maybe I'm being
0: a bit too optimistic there. I think the biggest hope for me is that we get Simpson out on that field. That is the big, uh, big thing for me. He's not, you know, not, he's not played not playing very well, has he? Um, no, but, we but need a proper right leadership back. wide. What's your team, Cosy? What's your team in, in a right? You have
2: sp- You spoken up, Bakuna. You said you're gonna leave Hog on the bench. What's what's your team against QPR if Simpson
0: is fit? Oh, well, what would I change maybe from Saturday without going through the team? No, to be honest, I'd leave things as they were unless you can get Simpson in for Bakuna. I'm happy with that. So Bakuna
2: goes on the bench then. So Bakuna on the bench. <laughs> and I tell, I'm, and, and we've
3: actually got options now. This is amazing. Isn't it? Before. Lossel comes in, does he? Will it come in? What would you do right side, though? That's the thing, because Kachunga, again, form-wise, not great. Works hard, form-wise, not great. bakuna has got good delivery, can do things going forward. Would you play Bakuna wide right, even though he's not really a winger? There's, there's all sorts you can do. Would you, would you play you know, is Pritchard fit? Is, is he, you know, they're on about him working hard to come back. Do you, do you put Pritchard on the bench, you know? Kwanna's back on the grass as well, apparently. On the grass, Kwanna, yeah. On the grass. Chefcock, yeah. Why would
0: you want to change much of that? happen. we should have beat Fulham on Saturday. and we. And we beat Why would you want to rip it all up and put something in? I mean, the only thing you can, wonder if people got knocks, like it's a smith Row kind of wobbled off a little bit on Saturday, but... It's, I don't know, but I suppose then you've got a game on Tuesday and he might want to change it and stuff. It's a dilemma for Cowley, but for me, I just won't want to, and the goalkeeper thing, it's interesting to call that out because, again, it might not be a popular view, but to me, Joe Coleman, I no I no, think he could do with any of them three goals, and I, I'd keep him in, but you're not going to, hes kicking's, I think his kicking's really poor, Coleman. It's
2: improved. It's improved, I think. I think, I think you, kind of, you don't sign loss to them, presumably, whatever contribution you're making stupid. towards his wages to then put him on the bench. Yeah, he, he's not coming to come on the bench, has he? Let's be honest. Um, I think no. kind of Col- we all know Coleman's contract's out at the end of the year, and that could arguably be his final appearance in a in town shirt, as sad as that is. He's just been a good servant for the, the club. He's it. been, been dealt a mean, few hard
3: cards any Coleman.
2: Never really been given a fair crack, though, you could argue. Never really been given that opportunity. But, the only, the only um, thing that sticks with me... Been a, good professional never let the club down you he know, because he has a good career and, and whatever his next move 100%. will be presumably can kind of, have the club next year whatever his next move may be you hope it kind of is a successful one for him
3: yeah I, I, I feel hard it's just one of those things where we can't i just feel like you know like cosy says three points from the bottom I, I just don't think we can kind of afford to kind of throw people in and go do you know let's see how they do i i, I, I want to win the games, stay up and then Maybe with four or five games left, if we're okay, it's very unlikely we'll be okay. It's been a funny season though, isn't it? Every time we look
0: like we get it out of it, we get dragged Dragged back in. Dragged us right back in. And this is what what I couldn't get. Honestly, Tampons are doing my head in. It's like, oh, Leeds have lost. Hang on a minute, mate. They've lost to Wigan. We've just climbed right near us. I don't get it. You know, but town first and everyone else later. I just, honestly, it just does my head in that. It's Wigan and our world. rivals to stay in the division and, and Leeds have lost to them. So it's a bad result. It was one game you wanted Leeds to actually win, was And then they yeah, didn't. Was. And it's like,
3: for God's sake. You know, it's Incredible.
0: Like. A, a typical, they beat. Uh, Who did a bit? Millwall won it on there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. We, yeah. we yeah, didn't no matter about but when we needed them to do us a favour, they're nowhere near. So, yeah, thanks for that. So, yeah. Yeah.
1: I'd rather they lost against Millwall and beat Wigan. than Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. Matt, it's got to be the city ground at Nottingham. Just old
0: school stadium. You're right near the pitch. Great atmosphere. But there's nothing like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app.
3: At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. There we go. Uh... Yeah, so l- let's let's have a think about the transfer window. So we've got pff, twenty minutes, twenty five minutes to go. Uh, why don't we have a look? Cause it's, let's bookend the transfer window. It's I I put a tweet out at the end. I was probably a little bit excited from having Jonas Losel etc. I, th- I I was so happy when he came back because I I, I like Losel quite a lot as a as a player. Um, didn't see. It. Could we do Matthew? I didn't at all. Do you know what? I was in a conversation with um, a couple of people, and one of them said, "Do you reckon Jonas Losel had come back?" uh about an hour before it got announced uh no it wasn't you. it was someone else as well was me. yeah i oh, ignored that completely because it came from you but <laughs> but someone else mentioned it um and i was like no and i was like no behave and then all of a sudden it's like oh my god it's happening what, what on earth and I'm very surprised are you saying you're in the know now simon is that what <laughs> is that is definitely that not in to? the know <laughs> kind of, uh, i didn't see that coming to be
2: honest educated guesswork is perhaps i genuinely
3: it. didn't see it coming i, I now that he, he's explained it you know still friends with clem and you know pick the phone up and give him a buzz you know you're not playing do you fancy playing it now makes more sense but at the time you're thinking he's he's, on, he's supposed to be obviously i don't know this is fact but he's supposed to be on 50 grand a week at everton and you just think oh we can't afford to take that in the premier league but you, you never know how much everton are paying or what we're paying so and i think sometimes for, as fans i think we sometimes worry too much about who's on what, and what and don't we but it's it's a it's a great signing uh and then, and then capped off with uh, and Benza finally leaving as well. That was probably the most long drawn out, is he, is he not, going in the in history. Uh, finally confirmed a couple of days later. Um, and uh, Chris Willock came in. So Chris Willock's an interesting one. Uh, we wanted a winger. We've got a winger. I don't really know masses about him. I know more about his brother, Joe Willock, who's at Arsenal. Uh, Chris Willock I know he's been at Benfica uh he's played for their youth team not really broken through when he's been on loan at West Brom this season and not I think he's been on the bench three times in cup games which I know West Brom have got some great wingers but I would have thought he might have made an appearance or two so I can see why he's gone back so I'm kind of just sort of on Chris Willock I'm just kind of just say let's see how he goes you know let's not get too overexcited let's not get too down you know either way just let's see how he does uh how about you, Simon? What do you think of the, the window
2: as a whole? I've, I've, We'll come on to what the some of the other town fans think, but happy, definitely happy. Um, I think it's been one of our strongest or uh, most successful windows for a long, long time. Um, I think. Sorry, the tweet I put out was that I think it's the best window that we've had since summer
3: two thousand sixteen on ins outs because balancing the ins and outs and keeping Carl and Grant on that basis.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I've been inclined to agree. Um, I think kind of we managed to exit uh, a lot of the kind of. Deadwood slash the players who didn't want to be here. Um, I admit I'd like to have seen a few of them leave, perhaps on permanent deals rather than on loans, but hopefully that proves a, a lucrative decision in, in the longer term and they're going to have good second halves of the season at their respective clubs, which means we can command some higher fees for them kind of come the summer. Um, and then from an ins point of view, yeah, we've kind of covered lots of positions, kind of real mix of experience, youth, <laughs> um, players with kind of pedigree, like, like people like Emil Smith-Rowe we've spoken about, but people have been there as well and done that, Richard Stearman, so a real nice balance to, to, to the squad. Um, I think kind of you have to take your hats off to, to David Webb, who's presumably done a lot of work in, in the background. Um, also, I imagine Danny and Nikki have been involved quite a bit in, in identifying the, the targets that they've, they've brought in. Um, what I would say is that kind of yes, there has been a real balance of ins and outs. But you look at the squad now, and and arguably we, we've got quite a large squad at this moment in time. Yes, there's a few people out injured, but if the likes of Pritchard return, kind of kind of jokingly say Quina, but I generally think in the absence of in the absence, of, in the absence of, a, of a right and or a right winger, that he might kind of fit that spot you kind of look, we have got quite a big squad now and, and lots of options. And I guess my only question would be maybe too many options.
3: Yeah, so in incoming is Richard Stearman. Uh, Smith Rowe was the first one that came in on loan. Stearman's coming in on a free for 18 months. Andy King on loan. Uh, Harry Tuffalo for a reported half a million. Uh, it's undisclosed. Uh, Jonas Lursle on loan, Chris Willock and Kieran Phillips from Everton on loan as well. So he will probably just be around the EDT squad. So you can have, as I think you can have as many loans as you want but only five in the matchday squad. So, you know, the Kieran Phillips one, unless he goes on to have a, a stormer, we uh, will probably just be around the EDT team. Oh, the e, I I'm going to say EDT team, but the EDT stands for team. So just the EDT. <laughs> uh, yeah, so out, Reese Brown went to Peterborough, uh, Congolo, Fulham, uh, Diakarby Forest, and Benza to Amian. Uh, Ryan Schofield at Livingston. Uh, Romani Emmons Green's an interesting one at Swindon. I think that's a really interesting one to watch. If he's starting, uh, if he does well. He may come back next year and be ready to go in the championship. Uh, Kian Harrits on the bench at the minute for Harrogate. I think he's only got a couple of minutes here and there. Uh, Hadis and I went to Kasim Pasha from in, in Turkey. I've got no idea if I pronounce that right. It just, just looks right. Uh, Aaron Rowe went to Bromley. And Josh Karoma, interesting one, went to Rotherham. I thought that was quite a good move, actually. When he went, I thought, oh, we must be getting a winger now. Uh, but I think that's quite a good move for for Karoma. I think, especially coming from non-league I think you have to kind of bridge the gap sometimes to the championship. I think he's looked looked like he needs to sort of bridge that. And I think that's quite a good move to Rotherham. As like, providing he plays, it looks like a, a solid move. Rotherham going for promotion. If he does well there, then the theory is that he'd come back a better player for the championship. But Cosy, uh what what do you reckon to the, the business that we've seen then across the summer across the January window? Happy?
0: Yeah, got to be having my good business. Uh, one of two strange ones, Andy King not sure what we bring in. To be honest with you, we've overloaded with central midfielders, but yeah, I think the outs are good. And one thing that we've got to wish, and again, I'm disappointed to see that tweet, where everyone was absolutely ecstatic, that uh, Diakabi had had a poor game for Nottingham Forest, but I don't get why that is in the best interest of the town. It's not. I don't, people just got a bit bigger to move on and stuff. And I know that, a lot of money, I haven't done anything and blah, 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 but, I don't get it, why people rejoicing that? Forest fans are and I was so disappointed with Examiner as well, making it a bit an article about it. It was shocking that. You know, quoting forest fans on Twitter that they don't even know. Ooh, ooh look at this, he's had a bad game. God, get over it. Just only played. played about half an hour, be bitter, just, just want him to do well. Do you know what I mean? Because then we can get a better fee, can't we? I just didn't get that at all. I, I looked him. at it and
3: thought, now feel our pain kind of way. But in the end, yeah, you do. So then you they're do, slinging back in right. a month's
0: time and then we're stuck with him no, and no, he's no, on no, a long on, contract no, 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 and then we can't. We don't get too angry, don't get too angry. <laughs> no, honestly, but you but are, you like, are
3: right, we do want rid of him at the end.
0: Yeah, but so we want him to do well, don't we? Yeah, exactly,
3: but. So why is everyone happy that he didn't do I'm sure He's got 15 games, I'm sure he can turn it around and. I, think, I think what's
2: become apparent is that he's probably not suited for English football. If, if he doesn't succeed at Forest, he hasn't succeeded with us. I think, kind of probably says a little bit about his attitude, probably says a little bit about his style of play as well, actually. I, I was quite surprised to see him go on loan to a, an English club. I thought I he'd thought go, he'd back, go to, yeah, back to France or somewhere else abroad where I think perhaps he's probably a bit more suited
0: to the style of play. Everyone always think gets get some out of it, so si. I mean, like Mbenza will link with Wigan and probably he was, I don't know how serious that was, but Seriously? obviously gone back to France, but yeah, I think the good thing is we've got kind of leaders and characters. The, the interesting, it's all about just staying up for us, and it's uh, it's going to be a battle all the way at the end. But our t- the first. This little town team that rolls out in August will be fascinating, won't it? Because I think there'll be a lot of
3: changes. Uh, the goalkeeper yeah. will be a big change. I think there might be changes at fullback, back yeah. right-back. Uh, possibly ch- centre-back. Chunga's
0: contract's up in the summer. Is, is, Schindler? is Schindler? Uh, Schindler? No, I think he's got another year, another but Kwana's up as well. Isn't he? Isn't he? Yeah. I think
3: likely that Grant will be here. I think the right side will be changed. know, yeah, they've already said. I think yeah. that Grant might go in the summer. somewhere. I think
0: the problem is it's not about looking for the future more because we've, we've got to stay up. I mean, we uh, think we've had a good week, but... So Wigan did what they did, and they'll be thinking, "Wow, why can't we stop up now?" Even though they've kind of lost Windass, and uh, that was a strange
3: one, that wasn't it? They, they let Windass go because I think the idea was they were hoping yeah. to get Jordan Rhodes, but I don't think oh, that, that guy went through, that was supposed to go to Milan. <laughs> oh, he's he's decent at that left back, Anthony Robinson. <laughs> yeah. he's, I remember when we played them; I thought he's decent. He is, and I think, st- I think they tried to move some of the payments
0: around, didn't they? Wigan, and Toffle, obviously, you know, they'll be with us for a few years to come, which is uh, really good. Uh, Smith Rowe. I mean, you'd like to think you don't want know, to get carried away with what we've seen, but yeah, let's get carried away and uh, maybe we could get him on a season loan. I don't know next year if all goes to plan.
3: Nineteen, isn't he? so yeah. You kind of hope maybe he's young enough yeah. to take him
0: again. Maybe. Karama thing's frustrating because why sign him at all? If did we just think that he was going to be good in the championships and no, not won that? And
3: it was an EDT player. They said at the start he was there for the, development the best of team. a bad
0: job, really, but. Yeah, I mean, they give him a couple of games, didn't they? Didn't he play against Leeds? and quite a bit of chat, right. wasn't he, when we were there? Yeah, he did all right against yeah. Leeds.
3: He put that ball in for Kachunga where he, he put it straight at Cassius, yeah. didn't he? Which is a good Interesting, ball.
0: Interesting, but, oh, yeah. And if you just remember at the start of the window, we had people that were kicking off because we hadn't sent anyone after three or four days or whatever. <laughs> do you remember? Yeah. It feels a long January, doesn't it? It always does in, in without football anyway, but do you remember that? We were had people, you know, left, right and centre and stuff. So it's... Uh, yeah, and, and what a twist on Friday. I mean, obviously do that show with uh, Ian Dunn and the guy were like, a quiet day for us. And then all of a sudden I says, mate, we've signed and and uh, And I said, because it it we're finishing at the end at 11 o'clock, I says, don't be surprised if had a winger. And then lo and behold. In comes Willock. In comes Willock, which is, again, it's a funny one, isn't it? But apparently
3: missed out on another winger because uh, the Unbenzer thing kind of went on no, and I don't on. And on. It, they didn't say, did yeah. they? They were in the I, put Cardiff, didn't you I think? He went, but I, th- I saw someone else say that we only really asked about him. Um, the only other possible winger it could have been, I thought, just from having a glance, was maybe Mark Duffy from Sheffield United went to Holland. Uh, that was that was it. But uh, it it would have been interesting to have a couple, uh,
2: a couple of bits of other activities I'd like to have seen. Just share those with you. Um, I'd have quite like to see a loan for Matty Daly. I think kind of if you look ahead now with you Neil know, Smith rowe joining. Presumably, Pritchard if he gets fit will we'll be in and around the squad. I think it's unlikely that Daly will get many opportunities. That between now and the end of the season, where would you send him? Because you, I think technically we can send him to the Vanarama National League. I think he's a level above that, isn't he? I think so. Yeah, yeah I'd quite like teams got League Two. Someone like Swindon. Um, I don't know quite what well, they've could, got in could, attacking options, but he could, um, he
3: could go to Vanarama if, if he we could wanted, do. Yeah, yeah, yeah perhaps
2: and and maybe facts, that won't be the, the worst thing. Getting down Bromley, but that's a Bromley family, I like that. Oh, with um, Aaron Rowe. Aaron Rowe. But I'd quite like seeing a deal for him. Um, Scott High's an interesting one. Um, the Kind of the people at Concord Rangers spoke really highly of him, kind of the, by the three weeks he had there. Obviously, he got called back and was in around the kind of squad around Christmas. And again, it looks unlikely that he'll be involved. So he's, he's probably one who might go on loan, actually, to, National the, League, to the National yeah. League. Ollie Dyson's
3: currently there at, at Barrow, I think. I, yeah. think, he's, yeah. he's, I think for me, is a similar level, maybe, to. Ollie Dice and so
2: yeah, National League would be good. I think they can still go on the on the work experience program that they do. Yeah, um, it's just kind of finding the right level really where they're going to develop. And so that's De Haney a, maybe as well. Yeah, Dehney's an interesting one. Obviously, flows left kind of uh, arguably is the, the 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 right back cover. Although if is going to play that role potentially. Then then perhaps again, yeah, he might look quite a lot. Well, if Simpson,
3: him. if Simpson's a a risk of injury, then you put you kind of pushing it. If if Bakuna all of a sudden has to play midfield
2: or is injured as well, then you. But, a short of options. Yeah, a short, and then the only other one, Mr. Bockhorn. Mr. Bockhorn still hasn't left the building, I'm led to believe. Um, alas, I cannot see him in a Huddersfield Town shirt ever. There's your right back cover. Get away. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, I'm assuming the clubs were queuing up to kind of take him off our hands. I, I'm, I'm assuming he wasn't top of our priority list either, actually, in truth, in terms of moving on for kind of wages and such. Um, but I think I'm right in saying as it still stands, he's still with the club. And
3: I think he'll go eventually, but... We'll see. We'll see in what form that takes. Whether they just pay him off or whether they transfer him in the summer. The we'll, thing is, when we were singing we'll old
0: landside and up new year and all that, uh, if we've got. You'd have been. Wow, that is pretty impressive and ins and outs. So we've got to say well done to the lads, and David Webb. Everyone else. In- oh, hey, Josh Marsh has got a load well. of
3: stick before from town fans. I'm sure he's played a part in yeah. the recruitment team. I think yeah. it's only fair to you know when when we have a good window that say well done to the recruitment team as well yeah um because i don't think it should all be one like way you know where you, you criticize you know we you know we, we, we criticize the Benza of carby be, etc didn't we um yeah so it, it's interesting to see i think on the face of it we're quite happy i think for me, Chris Willick's a wait and see job. And I know when we signed Dia Carbine and Benza, we're like, we've got two wingers. Yes, I think I've learned now just to kind of say, all right, wait and see. If you've never seen them play, just wait and kind of see how good. It it could goes.
0: be Bakuna's next uh, position. Why not? <laughs> it could. It could be. He's, he's got a
3: good, good, uh, good whip on the uh, the cross. But I, I asked everyone else uh, on, well, town fans on Twitter, um, what would you give it then? Sort of a, a GCSE style score: A, B, C, D, F, G, U for ungraded, if you really want.
0: What would you give it? Uh, a.
3: Yeah, are you counting the Yeah, yeah, all of it. All the, as a, as a.
0: Yeah, I think I'd go B. To be honest with
3: you, uh, I had I had B yeah. plus slash A minus. Yeah,
0: but it's it's hard to judge now because you're just judging it on names. Andy King could be brilliant all of a sudden could have an injury for someone and yeah, they,
3: like, they, 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 yeah. I, I think they've just done, names out there. They've done Steve
0: everything. Tuffalo's yeah. has been good so far, although Saturday weren't the finest hour. But let's see what they're going to do. Where
3: uh, I, I genuinely think it's fun. been a, a great window for us, and I think hopefully it's an even better one with chris willock that ends up being a you know f- f- watching his highlights video looks like somebody who can cross a ball so hopefully that's good for good news for steve mooney and carlin grant and fraser campbell but i i opened this up to twitter so uh 66 percent have given it an a uh 27.7 percent a b uh 5 percent a c 1.4 percent a d or below a bit harsh. <laughs> I uh, just picked out a ha- So, thanks to everyone for your comments on it as well. Uh, I've just picked to try and keep this under an hour. I've, I've only picked out a a handful. Uh, James Bentley says no matter what happens with the outgoings, potential bad eggs coming back. Uh, it's been an excellent window. Also, an absolute satchel. Still moaning about the fee we got for Moy. Can pour off. Uh, the man has earned the right to go where he wants. Any fee we got was a bonus. I think that'll probably come out the, the Moy fee at the end of the season or, or a QA somewhere, I think, eventually. So, we'll we get. You'll hear the truth one day. Uh, Thomas hepwood says B plus but A star for effort, which I think is a good uh, good way of looking at it. Thought it was excellent in terms of incomings, but would have liked to have seen some of the weapons that refused to play for us go out for good. Can't help but feel we will be lumbered with some of them back in May. And Nevo quite rightly says you can only sell them if someone wants to buy them. Uh, dill the uh, Dale the Danger Marsden, uh, my mate says uh, unbelievable that we've managed to offload the bad eggs in one window. But would have liked to have seen a couple of players ready to start building the team around next season. It uh, just means summer rebuild should be exciting. Either would be. Uh, and Dan Haller says ESR and Lossell are great signings. In fairness, I think Toffolo has some potential too. Just wanted a perm signing or two just to turn some heads to get folk interested again. Uh, probably a probably a point. I think Lossell is a head turner for me. Uh, obviously not a permanent one but i think that's a, a big sign and i think for where we are jonas lussel uh, considering his stature in the game danish international etc well danish number 2 isn't it behind kasper schrinke but uh, we know what we're getting do not we? that's the thing so yeah. In, 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 yeah would you say would you say if, if lussel's on top form is probably the
0: best or one of the best keepers in this league because he must be up there telling it and that's why well. i didn't think he were up too much last season to be honest with you but i just think the only thing is these guys have got to deliver straight away there's no messing about <laughs> And you know, you were mentioning, Matt, on the tweet that, yeah, promising Saturday, but they've got a these guys have got to deliver. Lursel's got to be, I'm assuming he'll go in against QPR Cardiff if we need him to d- deliver straight away. And we haven't got time to mess about. That's why you've lost Chroma uh, and one or two others that are developments. We haven't got that. That's, that makes it even more impressive that Smith Rose come in because he's developing at Odyssey Town, but he's, he's influencing the games. And that's what we need.
2: I think you'd hope that Lursel has a bit of a, of calm and affects the right word, but an influence over the back four and is able to give them some sort of confidence in, in kind of the, the goalkeeper behind them. I'm not sure that was necessarily always the case with Grabara. I sometimes kind of felt that there was perhaps a little, maybe a lack of communication at times or, or kind of a little bit of uh, lack of clarity about kind of who when he would come, when he wouldn't come, would he stay on his line, etc. cetera. And, and hopefully by having kind of that experience behind them, that kind of stamen and, and Schindler Presuming them to be playing on, on Saturday, that kind of confidence and, and and kind of we can go from there.
0: I read an article just uh, in this week, quite interesting, obviously with stay up, but they were saying in future years the way it's going with FFP and another stuff and finances, where you can't really like buy your way out of the division. Now it's you'll be dictated to by your loans, whether you go up or you're not. You know, teams will go up will have to have good loans. You saw it last year, Derby. I know they spent a bit more, but they had some good loans, and mm. I just think I it's Think you start with Huddersfield. Yeah, when we went up, I think yeah. we kind of looked Danny Ward, the Casey forward, Palmer
2: so Casey Brown, yeah. Aaron Moy, some very good loan players. Yep, so and, I, yeah. and I don't think we have replicated that this season.
0: Oh, and the way we look after guys is going to be important because Smith Road does well, goes back down to like relationships, Arsenal. isn't it? As I yeah. heard with Mickel, Othersfield, blah blah blah. Yeah, So yeah, all good.
3: I think that's definitely, I think, your manager's standing in the game as well. So Frank Lampard, obviously a huge name, managed to get a load of plays from Chelsea, didn't he? David Wagner, someone who Pep Guardiola went to. I think we were approached for Aaron Moy. Um, Bielsa at Leeds, you know, he's got his mate Pep Guardiola doing him favours with the Man City winger every now and then. He's got Jack Harrison. I think your your manager counts, doesn't it, as well? And I think Danny Cowley, they've been at Arsenal. They've been a week at Arsenal this summer, yeah. Yeah, that's so what got I him. The, in that's good, what uh, got the
0: deal over. What did, what did we say this year last week? Or did someone tell me? But that? that's the reason why we got Smith Rowe because of that.
3: Mm. And it, it's, it's all about this. Like uh, Andy Hughes, who was our ex-coach, uh, did spend some time down at Charlton, and that's where he saw Casey Palmer and and whatnot. It's so also it's, where he
2: played with Ben Hamer,
3: by the way. So, <laughs> so we can move on from that. <laughs> yeah, that will be interesting to see what happens to Ben Hamer because he's under contract for another year. So we'll see if he's if he's back in the summer. He might be our number one next year. Who knows? He, uh you uh, love a beer at uh, football, uh, 3-0 down. If your team's getting pumped, you say... No, certain- £5.20 a pint or whatever <laughs> it
0: was on Saturday. Neil Warnock again.
3: We're at London, aren't we?
0: Yeah. I mean, there were lords leaving at 3-0, but... And it makes for a good view, doesn't it? If you're on telecast, look, and they're all going home. I always tell my mum that. Look, they're off home. No, they're not. Mum, they're off downstairs to have a beer. And then they just to see how it goes and stuff. So, yeah. So I just uh, to kind of put a tweet out saying, look, be, be honest... Have you ever gone, left a game? Well, let's hear it, when you've left a game earlier and what bad things have happened when you've left. And I kind of brought my uh, party piece to the table. Uh, the Scunthorpe game, uh Edders. I think one one Edda. I can't remember the other one. Was a f- yeah. 2004, but I'll never yeah. forget it walking out because we were so poor. And back to Side. I had my earphones in all the way so I, and some music, so I didn't even hear any cheers and stuff. That was
3: Effie's right? game, wasn't it, where he scored... Got got player what you, player of the month the year before the yeah. game scored, uh, get scored an own goal then got sent off. Didn't he? it was like an absolute. So um, I remember just walking down Canal Side <laughs> Drive and an this guy
0: says, "Mate, what are you so miserable at?" Says, "Lost." He says, "What?" He says, "You've won three two, aren't you?" I'm like, joking me. Put Rage on and his og is going, "Oh, valuable. And <laughs> yeah, so I put it out there and that as well. So. Let's have a look at a few what they've said. HTFC opinions. I'm ashamed to say I've done it once after the third goal versus Peter Old Trafford. I should have stayed to celebrate what was actually a fantastic season. I regret it after though. Red miss came over me and I just had to leave. I did keep my t-shirt. So, <laughs> mate, I, uh, I think if you were going to leave wouldn't I definitely leave that early? No, I I think think that if, my mate, if
2: my mate Matt is listening to this he'll uh, have definitely regretted that uh, that
0: game particularly. Uh Terry Blog, Chesterfield away in the Johnston paint, got in for a quid. Three mates paid £7 and left at one, 3-1. I was driving instead for the two late town goals and the penalties. Of course, we lost the shootout. I felt smug leaving the ground to see my mates stood outside in the drizzle. That's Saltergate, that one. I think that was Saltergate. Yeah, I think right? it was. And, and well. I remember
3: Nathan Clark scored a penalty, I think.
0: Molly Firth, bit of an ouch moment here. I had to leave a couple of minutes early from the Watford home game in the first Premier League season to get my lift home. <sighs> missed instance injury time winner he had the cheer from the car park was gutting never again uh scott bradley just says he don't regret leaving ever early and uh he's never missed anything with shelf left in a trolley once didn't he <laughs> <laughs> Mate, he's arrived in a trolley though did that didn't it this was an interesting one uh i'll never forget this game ash knew he uh me and my dad left york away at nil nil the day we had more fans than them squashed oh. into the way end Finished 2-0, I was nine and been squashed against the front fence for 90 minutes. Great day. Highlight a Rouge man and a Lilo crowd surfing.
3: <laughs> David Murphy when it came on and yeah. changed that one.
0: Dukes, legend. Uh, me and my brother, Robin, uh, went to Shiffle Wednesday and we missing the greatest comebacks in history when we left early. And roads ran riot. We were too drunk to care though, to be honest. That <laughs> as well. Uh, Mike Fish, same as me, left at the Scunthorpe, 2-1 down. and He actually left the Hillsborough one and that as well. Uh Oh no. Maybe, maybe she'd leave more often. Didn't. <laughs> the he didn't though. No, I seemed to ah. s- s- say I suggested leaving Hillsborough at four two and would have missed Jordan's third and fourth. But my missus and my brother taught some sentence to me, so they stayed. Uh Dennis Smith's a funny one, when I was younger, I went to home games with my dad. Uh, we played Swansea at home. We were top of the league at Christmas League. Chundle put the put them two nil open at halftime, my dad took us home, absolutely fuming. Safe to say we turned it around and won 3-2 with an Abbott penalty in the 90th minute. Is that where Danny Adams <laughs> marched? I
3: think Trundle got sent off today and Danny Adams marched him off the pitch. And
0: that was a <laughs> classic. Uh, Minardi Forever, pre-season friendly against Barnsley July 2017. miss Mounier's late winner. Could hear the celebrations we just back up Belgrave Road mm. towards Interchange. Got seats on the train though, that was a bonus. We were at Fulham on Saturday, best loss I've ever been to that as well another one who missed uh went away at york matt 24 htfc the york away game he left in 85 minutes can't believe it when we won 2-0 don't remember this one though angry berry walsall at home in 2010 Angrae oh, Anstey, yeah. 13-year-old Berry left at 3-2 down right before the end. Heard the equaliser going as I was leaving the ground. Novak, Heard the winner it, Cornish Novak like scored in like the 93rd the and then I think it was Anthony Kay from the corner. Gosh, scored, I can't remember I mean? this one and that as well. Yeah,
3: they were down to 10 men and they, all of a sudden we were beating them and then they scored twice. Troy Deeney scored that game, that game for
0: Walsall. Scott Cornish all away last Tuesday to get last turn and air and cheer from Carpa as Mooney has scored the winner. Ouch. Shocker. Uh, Fazzo, tricky dicky. I remember this game well. I, you know what? I think I might have gone to a pub at halftime because I was fed up. 2 0 down to Brentford, middle of Jan 2012. Oh, I think it was on scanner Saturday night. Two year old and six year old in tour sat in FML, freezing rain and blowing a gale. Town two down after half an hour. I remember they were playing Martin Allen. I'm sure it was. Kids were arguing, so he left. Mm, I remember this, yeah. Time we got to Gasworks was 2 2, and time I got to Change the Station, we were winning. I love these. The Andy
3: Booth's head at where it went. Where- Nathan Clark, long throw, Andy <laughs> yeah. Booth, how do you? <laughs> Paul
0: Smith is one of the best. 3-0 down against Bradford in 96, and me and my three mates have been drinking all day. We were a tad worse for wear. We stormed out. We got a taxi back to Halifax, found a pub showing the game, and so has come back to draw three-all. Duh, what a bunch of numpties <laughs> we were. <laughs> Shocking. We've got George, George. as a kid, I used to s- sit in Lawrence partly lower. My dad would always send me for a coffee and hot dog at 35, 40 minutes to avoid the queues. A deal. Was he paid? Three consecutive matches Town scored while I were gone. Also, Miss Badnaparad's What West Brom. Same scenario. What a Tommy White, he says. <laughs> I'll, I'll pay. You're
3: going to say if that guarantees you can pay for me, it's, I think, George. Or I'll pay for it.
2: There's some absolute classics here on that as well. but about you, Simon? Have you... have you? I'm, I've never really been one to leave early, to be honest. Um I do recall kind of one game... Fair few seasons ago. I think Phil Senior was in goal at the time. We were playing Hull. And I think we were losing 3-0. Stormed out. And I remember the kind of the roar outside the stadium um, as we kind of got a bit of a consolation goal. I think it ended up finishing 3-1. I'm probably going back maybe maybe kind of 10 years now, perhaps, something like that. So th- that one sticks in my mind. Um, but no other than that, i was saying my mate Matty kind of, uh, I won't say fond memories, whatever the opposite of that is, of, of kind of leaving uh, leaving Old Trafford early when we went down. We, I was sat with you that yeah, day, actually. Sat yeah, together, yeah, yeah. That's when I uh, I miscal- miscalculated the tickets. I had to buy an extra one outside.
3: Did you really? <laughs>
0: yeah. Finished on this one for Michael Stokera. Lincoln City, 94. Me and uh, we Sean O'Shea legged it out at full-time when it was 2 all. Nobody else moved. The game went to extra time and we won with a golden goal. The steward wouldn't let us back in the swine. He's, uh, <laughs> he
3: used to coach in the academy, did Sean O'Shea? He was a good, <laughs> really good coach. I think he's in Sweden somewhere now. First team He's really
0: good coach. Yeah, you pay him money. You can leave when you want. You can do what you well. John Robinson you can, but you can pretty much do whatever, can't you? But you
3: can sit down and shut up. Yeah, you <laughs> A bit when
0: people say, "Oh, you shouldn't do this, you shouldn't do that." You can take pictures, videos. You do what you want, leave when you want. It's a free world. And yeah, uh, but yeah, some of them uh, ones are pretty painful, especially the York one because it was so cold. Anyone who stuck with it for eight, even eighty minutes did well. But to get back to your car, no, we'd lost, we'd won that one.
3: I think there's only four yeah. times I've left early. I'm not. I don't. I don't really leave early because I've got nothing better to do. To be honest. <laughs> so Liverpool at home in the Premier League um, because Rachel didn't want me to go to the game. We, one of her best mates was getting married. And, well, not best, but one of her workmates was getting married. And uh, we were invited to the evening due and apparently we needed to set off at half past three. I was like, no, nah, I'm going to go to the football. And so we had to compromise that I would leave at 60 minutes. Uh, we lost one nil. We didn't do anything, but I left at 73. But that was, so it wasn't too bad. I ran down Leeds Road. I was knackered by the time I got to Leeds Road playing field. Uh, lost 3-1 to Stockport in the FA Cup with aeropl- it was that bad watching the aeroplanes come over to land at Manchester <laughs> Airport left at about 60 minutes and I, p- I think Pavel Abbott scored a consolation that's the only time I've, I have missed a goal stormed out furious when we lost th- do you remember when we lost 3-0 to Rochdale under Lee Clark where we absolutely smashed them Yeah, we should yeah, have yeah, had yeah. about yeah. 20 that game <laughs> yeah. and we lost 3-0 it's with the only three them. times they, yeah. they got in our half I just remember leaving there about five minutes before the end, absolutely frothing at the mouth. They just <laughs> so annoyed at football, I hated football that night. And the other one, uh, let me think and not, oh, this is probably the worst one. Do you remember when Nottingham Forest, they gave, they charged a tenner for yeah about 2014 traffic going down. There's loads of Huddersfield fans went down and they kind of didn't actually anticipate how, how we love a bargain in Huddersfield, did they? And, we got, got down there, the traffic was abysmal, got there 15 minutes late, walking outside the ground, heard a, ma- heard a massive roar, oh, we're 1-0 down, got inside, couldn't sit together because it was an absolute disgrace in there, you know, where they were putting people, Where everyone were all over the place because there were too many people. 1-0 up because we missed the goal by James Vaughan, and then just as we got there, I think not enough for us to score four goals in about 10 minutes, Billy Davies's first game, and left about left about 20 minutes early because we lost 6-1. Got somewhere. Yeah, I think I missed 35 minutes in that game altogether and, and I st- so still saw all, seven, all six Nottingham yeah, Forest goals. Yeah, you want to like <laughs>
0: David and Goliath. Drama. I, I left Chelsea away, Tottenham away and Liverpool They all at half time last year and yeah, we got battered in all of them second half. So it meant no difference, but some of them tweaks, that's what you want to hear, people missing. The York moments. one's a
3: bit of a, that's a proper iconic sort of well, cause game. because it was freezing. Part of
0: me would think if you were, because you were that cold, i will sack it off, but... Because there were no look like we were ever going to score. But yeah, that Macaliski one, I'm I'm glad that they were in similar companies. A couple of them tweets were same because, yeah. Because that was the season I thought we were all slipping away and then he just comes and does that. Have you
3: ever not gone to a game and missed like a classic? Oh, kind of turn in the next few
1: weeks, but
0: yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully. The, the only one I can kind of think of, apart from Chelsea, I couldn't go to the Chelsea away in the Premier League because... Little boy had been born sort of that week previous, but apart from that, I played football and missed the Tony Carr's goal against Torquay. You know the the scissor yeah. kick from the edge of the box, and I remember
0: seeing that. I think we got hammered
3: by heckman dwight Town five one or something.
0: Oh, i missed the the Leeds effortly carry on and right, and I were in Seville, but I'll never forget getting the text saying we scored last minute winner. The fighting on sidelines, I were like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> but yeah, no, let's hope that we can uh, have similar scenes on Saturday. Yeah, Matt Warburton and. Uh, now they're getting stuck in
3: yeah so thanks for listening to this episode episode 56 uh hopefully back uh, again late next week after uh, after some six fingers it crossed
2: oh, what a night. Late